Everybody and welcome to episode 30, Gay Death of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am Brett, and this and is And I'm my... Evil... Oh, fucked it up. I'm Evil Jeff. Oh, you, you did great. It's fine. I know. Once you hit 30, it's all downhill. <laughs> you fall apart. Yeah. All right. Oh, God. Well, I have some stuff to talk about. Um, apparently, you have had a... It was my birthday yesterday, so I'm losing my voice. But even that still doesn't compare to the amazingness that you've been doing this weekend. Oh, my God. Are you 30? Like the show? Yes, I am. (laughs) I don't believe that. (laughs) Well, while you were gallivanting around Los Angeles celebrating your birthday, I was gallivanting around Chicago at C2E2. Wow. What What does C2E2 stand for? It's the... Comics and Entertainment Expo and con- or Convention and Expo. So two C's, two E's. C two E two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not just comics; it's entertainment too. Yes. Yeah. And 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 so I where where do we begin? Like what? Where should? Where do you want to start this journey? All right. Let me set the scene. Number one, I'm wearing my new directed by David Lynch T-shirt. Oh, wow. Okay, so nice. it's a black tee nice. with the Twin Peaks font directed by David sure. Lynch. Already making a statement. I'm already making a statement. I'm already living out loud. So the other thing is I'm there with Steve, who is the co-host of the Inferior Men podcast here on the Universe Head Network. Yes. All right, so Brett and Steve running around C2E2. One of them looks cute in a directed by David Lynch t-shirt. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I'll just cut to the highlights. Super fun. Uh, went to the Marvel New Media House of Ideas panel and learned all about the Wolverine The Long Night podcast. It sounds amazing. It's available right now at wolverinepodcast.com. Uh, it sounds so cool because it's a murder mystery and Wolverine is not the main character, but he's kind of like the phantom threat the thing that people hear about the man who lives alone in the woods maybe he did it uh and it just sounds amazing and i can't wait wait to... is it like an a, a narrative yeah or is it like but is it or is it supposed to be like a fake podcast about this like thing no it is a narrative it's like a radio show okay radio drama okay. yeah uh-huh it's about two cops who are investigating murders and the likely suspect is this logan character that they cannot seem to find and is it in the present? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's set in a like a small town in Alaska, which feels very 30 days of night. Cool. So that was fun. Also learned about all these other great podcasts and YouTube shows that Marvel has. Super cool, super cool, super cool. Okay. Then it gets time to go to our first photo op that Steve and I purchased. And we went to take a photo with Batista, with Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yes, right? Okay, like I used to be a WWE champion, specifically around the time Batista was getting major pushes, was really peaking. Maybe he was champ. I don't know. I know enough to know that I'm super excited because this man is buff. Yeah, and yeah. So did you have did you have sexual fantasies about him when you watched him wrestling? Uh, yes, I did. I did. I did. And while I was standing next to him taking a photo, uh, yeah. No, I. You don't even have time to have sexual fantasies when you're doing those things. Um, but the cool part was that Steve and I brought in our beers. Uh huh. Because we just ordered beer. You wait in line for literally a half an hour at this goddamn thing if you want a beer. We just got our beers. We're like, all right, let's go take our picture with Batista. We do it. I walk in and Batista is just, he's just this massive man, but I'm as tall as him, which is always weird, but he's just massive. And he looks at my shirt and laughs and goes, <laughs> nice shirt. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy is like a David Lynch fan. He j- legit liked my shirt. And then we take the photo, we go to take the photo, we raise our beers and he goes, oh shit, no way. You guys are really drinking? You brought in beers? We're like, Yeah. We brought in beers because we're seeing Drax. And he's like, oh, that's so cool. And then we left. And that was our moment with Batista. 
Okay, now what I want to do right now is I want to extend the fantasy a little bit. Okay. So let's pretend that wasn't. Let's pretend you were the last one of the night and then he was off. Right. I want you to just give me a brief description of your torrid love affair. Okay. Um, I think like I would go, I would walk away and he still would have his arm around my waist and like uh-huh. make it clear that I wasn't going anywhere for a few seconds. Uh, but, but what about Steve? Oh, Steve, I would be like, oh, Steve, I'll catch up. <laughs> okay. Make sure our photo came out good. Pick up our digital print and our second print. Um, Batista would then tell me uh, that he just his photo op shift just ended, um, and that he needed to go upstairs and take a shower. <laughs> and maybe you could you could share a beer. Yeah, or maybe I could wash his back. He's like, my back is so massive. <laughs> I never really get it clean. Um, maybe you can wash it. So you go up to the hotel and then you get into the shower yeah, with him. Yeah, but we probably like do a shot and have a beer first. Um, I, okay. I make him act like Drax for a second. Just a second. Uh, and then um, we take our shower. I wash his back. We make passionate soapy love in the shower. Um, oh, nice. And I continue to make him act like Drax. The whole time. The whole time. You just want him to like laugh at you. Yeah. Just, like say like... Uh, autistically weird things yeah to you. question why you know I, I would use a lot of like analogies and metaphors and he would take them literally yeah it would be great and he would throw me around that room like i was nothing uh hi uh all right anyway so that was a great moment uh to have the little the little uh standout moment with batista uh all because we're alcoholics with great taste with t-shirts yeah all right so then we're walking around we're walking around and i'll cut to the next thing um I have my photo, <laughs> talk about fantasy, with Milo Ventimiglia. You've been talking about that you've wanted this. Yeah. You've been wanting this for a, a long time. Yeah, yeah. How was your interaction with him? So, you know, the the thing about, I don't know if you've ever done a photo op at a convention. No, I am too weirded out to meet celebrities. It's so weird. And because it's like you go in there, you're like, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? How am I going to yeah, make an impression? Yeah, I feel too self-conscious. And you know my mouth, like when I get nervous, like my filter really gets weird. Like yeah. rather than shutting up, I'm more just like we'll say something super inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, I, you want to. It's like you know your dialogue isn't going to make you stand out, so you kind of want your photo pose to stand out. You know, it's like when Jamie okay. and I, Jamie who did our Agents of Shield, uh, the Agents of Shield hundredth um, episode panel in L.A., when she and I took our picture with. Fitz and Simmons, like, we were so confident going in because we had such a great concept. It was that we were best friends and one of us just, just said something funny. And it resulted in a great photo. So we feel like we were their favorites. But me and Steve, <laughs> I think, nailed it with the beer. So I think, like, between the David Lynch t-shirt and the beer, we were Batista's favorites. And okay. probably. And then with Milo, it was just me. Yeah. So, what were you going to do? You didn't have anyone to bounce your I ideas off I didn't have anybody of. to gut check with. So you're in line. So no, no matter if you're with a friend or you're by yourself in one of these lines, all that's going through your head is, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? How are we going to pose? How are we going to pose? Now, are you watching what the people ahead of you are doing? You can't can you see. see them? No, you can't. You can't see. You can only oh. see probably the like three people in front of you. Like they like four, like you go into this little curtained off area it's like a little hut or something. Yeah, it's like a little hut. Most of the line is not in the hut, you know. Like, Do you, you know, see the people coming out that have met him? No, because they go out another side. It's another like side? Wow, so they could be like crying and you don't even know. I know. So you freak out when you're thinking about your pose. And then you go into the hut and you see them for the first time. Knowing okay, stop. They click the camera like three times. There's like three people in front of you before it's your turn. So you've got yeah. like 30 seconds to just stare at the person and just for, just be like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Oh, my God, it's them. Oh okay, my God, wait. Them. All right, stop. Yeah. This is your first time seeing Milo in person. What did you feel like when you now see like that is him in person, what were you thinking? Cause you immediately compare to what you see on TV. What did right. you feel? Um, my first thought, this is so weird. My first thought is, Oh my God, he looks exactly like my cousin Ryan. <laughs> it really, like, I was like, Oh my God, he looks just like Ryan. 
Um, actually, you're no, like, you know now what? I'm even more attracted. No, to before him. that, before that, before that. <laughs> Ew. Before that. All right. So I'll let me back up because uh, I'm really going into like every every nuance of my thought process. When I first saw I wanted, him, I live for this. When I first saw him, my first, first, first thing was. Oh my God, look at his outfit. It's so cool. He was wearing a black baseball hat, black t-shirt, and black jeans and black shoes. Was, like, How was he wearing the baseball hat? Front ways or back ways? Front ways. And his, okay, and his hair is long, longish, and okay. it's coming out of the hat. Okay. Then I notice his pecs. Like, even with a black t-shirt on, like, his pecs are just busting no, out of his shirt. Stuff. Do you see nipples? Are the nipples no, hard? No, you don't see nipples. Okay. But then I went down and I looked at his arm and I was like, Ugh. Jesus, his arm is like massive Ugh. and just so well muscled. And like his, like, yeah. the, like his forearm muscles were like moving when he was shaking the hand of like the, like the girls who was taking the photo. Uh, and how tall is he? He's shorter than me. He's up to, he's up to my, like the middle of my head. So I'd say he's probably Ooh. like 5'10", 5'11". He's probably like 5'11". Love it when a guy's in the 11. middle of my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that's when I was like, oh, my God, he looks just like my cousin Ryan. Like, even the way he, like, talks and moves. I was like, oh, God, it's so weird. So I, like, you know, I watch one person go and another person go and another person go. And then all of a sudden, f- boom, flash, boom. I'm like, I have my hand out and I'm walking up to Milo Ventimiglia introducing myself. Um. And I'm just like, hey, buddy, how are you? I called him buddy. I'm like, hey, buddy, how are you? And he's like, hey, buddy, how are you? He's like, um, uh, and I shook his hand and I was like, uh, uh, thank you so much for being here and doing this. He's like, no problem. This is great. And then we turn to take the photo. I turn to, <laughs> I pull my hand away. I go to pull my hand away. He goes, keep it there. <gasps> oh, my God. I, <sighs> I just pre-came a little. And so I was like, and then I just like acquiesced and like looked at the camera and he looked at the camera and smiled. Our hands are clasped. I look at the camera and I make a face to say to the camera, holy fuck, I'm standing next to Milo Ventimiglia. So like, (laughs) like, I'm not smiling. Like my eyes are wide. My mouth is agape and I'm pointing at him as if say like, holy shit. Can you believe I'm it? imagining though. I'm imagining a second before the picture looked like. Do you know the the picture they found at the end of Basic Instinct, where Gene Triplehorn is staring at Sharon Stone, yeah, uh, like a crazed stalker. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm picturing. Like what it was right before you <laughs> right looked into before. the camera. <laughs> like when he was like, "No, keep it there." You're like, "I will find oh, you and I'll, make love to you." I will never, ever, 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 ever not be able to hear Milo Ventimiglia in my head going, "Keep it there." That is like the hottest thing oh, ever. Oh my, god. oh my god! So now, like, what do you want now? Now, let's say it was his the his last shift. What would you and and he says, "Let's go up to the." I need you. To, what does he need help showering? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what god, is like, his reason to get you up in the hotel? Hmm. Um, he could be like, do... "Hey, you want to go watch an episode of Heroes?" Yeah, he's when you want to go reminisce on when Heroes was good. Um, I think it would be, Hey, I haven't done my sit-ups today. I need someone to hold my ankles. (laughs) Oh, and then you're holding the ankles and then you lift the ankles up. Yeah. And then you're like, wait a minute, what am I doing? I'm a bottom. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) And then you're like, get on over here. And then he pounds you and he takes you to pound town. Yeah. And I say, call me Nathan. Call me Nathan. (laughs) Wait, is Nathan... Isn't his brother wait, from Heroes? Oh, is that's what I thought. You're disgusting. <laughs> your cut, cu- your cousin. He looks like your cousin. You want him to be your brother? You're fucking gross. Um, but it's kind of hot. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, he, here's the thing. He's so his aura, his vibe is just sweetness. Like he's so yeah. nice and soft and soft voiced and like soft deep voice and a and a firm mighty handshake. That's Milo Ventimiglia. Mm. Wow, Mm-mm-mm. that's all you. All, that's all you need in a man. It happens so fast. Like when I did the Fitz and Simmons one, when I did Luke Cage, like I like I had moments with them. Like I like you. I maintained eye contact. I remember the whole thing, beginning, middle, end, as quick as it was. Batista, I remember like just the whole thing happening with Milo. Like it happened in flashes, and like you definitely, I definitely walked away. <laughs> like you know when. <laughs> Like Ralphie from A Christmas Story is about to go down the slide 
And he's like, <laughs> you'll shoot your eye out, kid. And like he goes down the slide. He goes, no, wait. He puts his foot up yeah, on the slide yeah. and climbs back up. Like that was, that's how I felt. Like I wanted so bad to, as I was like being escorted out to just <laughs> like hold myself on the exit. And be like, no, wait, Milo, you don't understand. I love you. And, <laughs> Yeah. Wait. So, but you met Luke Cage uh, last year. Yeah, I took a oh, picture okay. with. Uh, yeah, last year with Mike Coulter. Um, so, so that who was else so much did fun. you meet? And then I will say that uh, I went to go get a beer after that because I was shaking. I was so overcome by him that I, I was yeah. just shaking. You just and you had to go rub one out. In I had the to go rub one out, or, or like I chugged a beer. And I saw one of our listeners, Eric Hansen. One of our listeners and one of our followers, and he came up and was like, Brad, blah, 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 thanks for bringing the show back. It's so great to hear. Please keep doing it. It was the most wonderful moment. He's he's a wonderful man. Um, oh, my God. We're famous. Super cute. And he just and, – and we're famous. And so then you're like, great. hey, I just saw Milo. Do you want to pretend to be him? And let's go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to pretend to be him? Um, so that was a fun moment. Then I got in line for Chris Claremont. Oh. Oh my God, Chris Claremont, the writer of the Dark Phoenix Saga, the writer of the X Men for how many years? Twenty I mean, decades. How many decades? Yeah, thirty. Chris 40? Claremont, the legend, the legend. Did you ever watch that documentary? No, I never got around to Ugh. it. Well, I guess you didn't need to. Now you got the, you got it firsthand. What happened? I think I don't know how that documentary portrays him, but I think I got the real Chris Claremont. He seemed a little bitter Ooh, in the documentary. Girl, girl, he is more bitter than a cup full of chicory. Oh, oh, oh my shit. goodness. Oh my goodness. But I can't blame him. Um so he's in Artist Sally, you know? He's he's it's nothing. It's not the partitioned experience. He's at the rows of artists. But, you know, so is Tom King. Uh so is Alan Davis. Um, Alan yeah. Davis was there. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to see him. Oh, yeah, right. So, I bring. I hear Chris Claremont's going to be there. I bring the first comic book I ever bought, which was that we've talked about this that issue of Uncanny X Men around. I want to say the two twenties. That's Mohawk Storm with a giant cobra, a snake wrapped around yeah, her. Yeah, that's like two seventeen. Like two seventeen. Yeah, around there. So that's my first issue ever. And I also brought my... F- that's weird. Mine was just a few before, the one with Psylocke, Rogue. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Psylocke, the Arthur Dazzler, Adams. and yeah. Longshot. The Arthur with Adams Arthur Adams. Yes. Art Adams did it, yeah. Um, and I also bring the Christmas issue from the Australian Outback Days. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite comic of all time. The one where they have Longshot read each thing that the Reavers stole and they return it yeah. to their rightful owner. Yeah, I think I think you're being a little generous by saying this. Buzzfeed's been coming. Oh no, it's my okay. favorite. It's just okay. my favorite. All right. So you get in line to talk to Claremont. So the line moves up, moves up, moves up. Steve is right behind me, and I don't know what the two guys in front of me said to him, but I'm also standing at the table too. Like I, so it's these yeah. two guys and me who are in front of Chris's table at this point. I don't know what they said to him, but they set this how, man were they, off. How old were they? These two, it was like an older gentleman, like someone uh, probably like 50, and then somebody who was like who seemed younger, like around 35, okay. two guys together. All right. And, and Steve, you know, Steve is like kind of involved in this, this moment as well. It's like the four of us in front of this table. I don't know what these two said to him, but he just pops off on the state of X-Men today. I catch it when he goes, I saw the art for Kitty and Colossus's wedding. They look so dumb. <laughs> oh, oh fuck. baby, here we go. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, what are they doing? Getting married, blah, blah, blah. And then girl, he gets to his age. What were or her age, Kitty's age? What were you and I just talking about? He go like two two episodes ago. He yeah, goes. How she was forced to be aged with Pete yeah. Wisdom. He's like yeah. Warren Ellis, and I light up. I'm like, we were just talking about this. He's <laughs> like, he goes, he points his finger in the guy's face next to me. He's like, Warren Ellis made her sleep with Pete Wisdom, and so it wasn't disgusting. They they aged her, and I was like, yeah, they aged her like three years. I was just talking about this. He's like, it was five years. <laughs> 
He's so mad. He's so mad. And he's like, and that would mean, and he goes into this monologue about how how old every single character would be if Kitty just advances five years. I couldn't believe it. It was like, part of me was like, this is amazing. Like, this is the creator of our favorite characters. Yeah. Freaking out about what's been done with his babies since he was fired from Marvel, which is words that he used. So he's going on and on. And then this, this would be this and Storm would be in her 80s. Like, it was so... Insane, because part of okay, me now, well, part hold of me was that. Like, Wait, can up. we hold? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop for a second. He says, "If you age, yeah, Kitty I by five it. years, Storm would be in her 80s. Or like, I think he was saying, like, if everyone was aging, like the like, I, I don't know. It was just this whole <laughs> diatribe about how old these characters are supposed to be, and blah blah blah. Then he starts going nuts about um, Cyclops and just ranting about Cyclops and what they did with him and how it was like a travesty. Um, so he's just going on and on. He's rant. He's ranting about so many things. Like I can't even remember other topics that he was going on and on about. So he's apologizing to the people down the line. He's like, I'm cause this is taking forever. We're standing there for 15 minutes. The, the line is not moving. Cause he is just going on, like going on and on. Finally, those two guys walk away. And then it's my turn. I have those two books for him to sign. I go, Chris, hi. (laughs) My name is Brett. I have a podcast called Comic Book Queers. He looks up at me and shoots the dirtiest look. Oh, shit. He's a homophobe. (laughs) He He just goes and, like, looks up at me and then looks back down. And he's signing the Storm one. And I'm like, the point is, um, we, we, our show is about a... All of today's comics, every every publisher, and all we can ever bring ourselves to talk about is the Australian Outback years. And he was like, why? <laughs> and I was like, he's like, why do you like it so much? Uh, good. And I wanted to say, because you like the shit you read when you're 12. Yeah. But um, uh, I was like, it's, it's, just, it's just the measure by which, it's just the, the comic by which we measure all other comics. Uh, and he, he like seemed to like that. And then, so he signs the Storm one, and I take out the Christmas one. And he, he goes, what is the, and I go, this is my favorite comic of all time. <laughs> and he takes it. And he went, get out of here, faggot. No, opposite. The opposite. I broke oh, through to him. Oh, what did he do? Oh, yay. He took it out of the bag and read it while I stood there. And he pointed oh out all the moments that he loves. And I kept saying that moment was so beautiful. And he said, well, this is a Christmas issue. I wanted I wanted this to be beautiful and joyous. Oh my God. That's amazing. And he is going through and he's like, plus I had to finally introduce long shot to everybody as he's like looking at pages of just long shot in the, in the cavern, reading all the tortured by all the memories. He's like, I had, I had to explain who long shot was here. Um, and he's like, he looks at me, he goes, you know what? This was a great team. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. And then, he said this was what they were about. He's like, they decided to give everything back and take the time to care. And and then he, and then girl, this is it. And then he flips a few pages and goes, except there was one gift that they couldn't return. So what did they do with it? And he points to it and I go, they freaking gave it to Dazzler. And he's like, yep. She deserved that bike. <laughs> I died. I died. Dazzler I, wanted a bike. I she wanted a, to go sing. Literally just had a Dazzler moment with Chris Claremont. Ugh. Yeah. That's amazing. So he signs it. He was very, he was like, thank you very much. He's like, this is very nice. He signs it. He puts it back in. And then, and then, uh, he goes, uh, and then the, and then the girls night out happened. And I was like, yep. Love that one too. And he looks at me and Steve and goes, I hear Jubilee's a vampire now. <laughs> oh, oh, b- oh, before he went crazy on Phoenix. Crazy on what was done with Phoenix. And the fact that oh, Phoenix shit. wasn't Gene. He like, he's like, I stop there. He's like, the, the Phoenix wasn't Gene? Okay. All right. What? He literally goes, what the fuck do I know? I just created her. Like, or created it. Uh, and then, so we're walking away. And he's like, I understand Jubilee's a fucking vampire now. And I go, actually, 
she's not anymore. They just changed it. And I knew this was going to piss him off. So I go, do you know how they changed it? He goes, how? I went, Phoenix. And he's like, <laughs> he literally just goes, fuck. <laughs> and that was the last thing Chris Claremont said to me. Oh, my God. That's like literally the most perfect exchange that I would want from Chris Claremont. And it gets better. You know who I went and I talked to right after that? Beeline for her. Christina Strain, the one who, the girl wrote, who, wrote, who wrote that. The one who wrote Did you tell that like, Chris Claremont ain't happy with you, bitch? And I, that was how I was going to like lead the conversation was like, so I just pissed off Chris Claremont because of you. Um, but I like uh, she had a, a crowd around her table. So it took me a while to like get to talk to her. So I had uh-huh. forgotten. That's what that's what. Um, but then I just talked to Christina Strain about Gen X. And okay. she told me the whole story behind the scene of them checking out Quentin's abs, and yeah, how what, like what, what, what was it? It was because the, the artist kept drawing Quentin buff, and she had this huge back and forth with him or her, I forget who, that the artist was drawing Quentin too thick, and she needed Quentin to be like a stick skinny nerd, sixteen year old boy like he is, and then the artist like redid all the Quentins. Um, and handed the art back and it was, he was still like, he was like, like wiry buff, like skinny muscles. Uh-huh. And she was like, Oh God damn it. Like it still wasn't what she wanted. So she put the abs line in there as a joke because there was so much back and forth about shedding his muscles off. And like, she never could get to the point where he was skinny enough for her. So she just wrote that abs line in as like, kind of like a fuck this. Like, let me, let me, let me, let me call it out. Cause I'm not like, I'm still not comfortable with his musculature. That is hilarious. And I was like, well to us, it meant that this hot, sexy triangle was brewing. And she was cracking up. She's like, no, yeah. She's like, no, that's ultimately where we landed. <laughs> She's like, well, that wasn't the intent. <laughs> oh, it was really hilarious. funny. And then she was talking about magicians and I wish you were there because we started. Did you tell her like, Oh, my friend's obsessed, obsessed. with your show. Yeah. Obsessed. And, uh, we were talking to like she actually used the words sentient boat rape <laughs> you know and like so she she writes with two people who wrote supernatural for 7 years uh-huh. she's like they've written everything like any weird situation they've already written it they've been on supernatural for 7 years she's like so we need to go so out there yeah and we do. I'm telling you, you need to just have a marathon of magicians. Yeah. It gets a little bad in the, I think this is the third season. It gets yeah. a little bad in the second season, but the third season is so good. It just had its it's it just had the finale and it was like a mind-boggling, crazy, fucked up twist. Yeah, I read that there was a twist and I she said, she was like, "Yeah, I don't want to tell you, but uh get on it." It's it's like a crazy fucking twist and now I don't even know where the fuck the show. This is one of those things if they're like, "The show is canceled." I'm like, "Oh, fuck." <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so- I hate that I hate that when a show has a huge twist and it gets canceled. And then it gets canceled. Like Models Inc. Do you remember that? I remember the show, but what was the twist? What? Models Inc. It ends with a wedding. Um, what's it? The woman from Dallas, uh, Gray. What's her? Linda, Linda Gray. Gray. Yeah. Linda Gray. I think it was Sue her Ellen. daughter. Is, is Yeah, she, her daughter's getting married. And and up in the top, like kind of where Dustin Hoffman would call for the <laughs> to stop the wedding and the graduate, yeah. there is a sniper with a gun and you see him aiming and you don't know who he's going to kill. And then you just hear the gunshot and you hear everyone scream and then it fades to black. <laughs> oh no. Wasn't and then the show was canceled. Wasn't that a spinoff of, of something? Melrose? Yeah. Of yeah Melrose. Melrose. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it was like Sydney. Yeah. Became a model. I she think. Was great. And then, yeah. And then she, and, but then they took just the model agency. She was at, had its own this show. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, that's awesome! I love all of that. Yeah, so I that was it. that was C two E two. Other little moments happened; they were wonderful. But I mean, those were the my brush with greatness, my four brushes with four greatnesses. I hate that because pretty much there really isn't a big LA one because everyone just goes to San Diego. Yeah, and I just refuse to go to San Diego because it's literally just a crazy shitstorm. Yeah, and it's so expensive now. It's for like the masses. It's not for fans. Yeah, yeah. it's like crazy expensive. Yeah, fuck that. C2E2 was great, though. Really good time. Um, 
I just, I'm, yeah, I just, I'm saddened that I'm moving from Chicago soon to New York, uh, and I won't get to go, but maybe I'll go anyway. Well, yeah, well, but then you know, you'll be in New York, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> they have one too. Anyway, that was C two E two. What a time! Uh, but you know what? Something more amazing happened last week. Oh yeah. I think, for me, probably the best show I've seen since uh, the Twin Peaks revival. Yep. Yep. Premiere. Yep. And that is Legion, God which basically it. is the continuation of Twin Peaks. It is. <laughs> it's. It's. There's. There's David Lynch shots, like straight up David Lynch shots in this show. Yeah. It's using music. Yeah. And weirdness. Yep. The one thing that it doesn't do, which honestly. I want it to be more Lynchian, but it's like it doesn't have to be. But David Lynch has this thing where some of the dialogue gets very stilted and weird and almost like it's in a different genre than what it's portraying. And this show doesn't do it. They still play it kind of funny and real. And, and Yeah, but David Lynch will bring like aw shucks kind of yeah, naive exactly. dialogue. Yeah. Like a 1950s Mayberry type of vibe to everything Yeah, that exactly. this doesn't have, which I almost sometimes I feel like maybe some scenes could have that. Yeah. And it would be really fun. But other, but I mean, I'm nitpicking here. It's, it was so good. So Legion, so good. Legion season one ended with them kind of, um, the, it was them versus division three. And they kind of had a they kind a of were victorious. Yeah, yeah. And the, but then like the Division Three folks were like, okay, we'll work with you to take down the Shadow King. And then this orb came out of nowhere while Sydney Oh, and and what's his name? Uh Aubrey Plaza Shadow King went off with what's his name? Jermaine Clement. Uh, with yeah. With Oliver. With Oliver. Yeah. Who is still like such a mysterious, ambiguous character, Oliver. I, yes. He's the character that I did not wrap my head around. In season one, uh-huh. um, like what of his like what happened with his disappearance? What are his powers? It's just weird. Um, and then after that, there was an epilogue where Sid, Sid, the body swapping rogue, and Legion are on a balcony, and this little orb shows up out of nowhere, zaps Legion with a ray, sucks him inside of it, and flies away. End of season yeah. one. Season two picks up. A year later, they find him. And and he thinks it's been one day. Yeah, he thinks it's he's been gone overnight. But uh, what's the 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 kind of tele, dream telepath guy? What's his Pat- name? Uh, Patonomy. Patonomy. He's kind of seeing things, being like, I think he's lying because he is remembering other things. Yeah. So there is this weird dichotomy that starts playing out throughout the episode, where it, you're 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 like, no, I believe him, I believe Legion. He really thinks one day happened, but everyone is very suspicious of him. Yeah. And then as the episode goes on, you start realizing, like, oh, I think we do need to be suspicious of Legion. And it's it's fascinating. He is the but, ultimate unreliable narrator. Exactly, exactly. Um, it, and then we are blessed with um, the Lynchian version of the Stepford Cuckoos and Zorn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about this. So, so they now <laughs> live and work inside Division Three, the what we call the Summerdale team. Legion's team. And I love the whole where they introduced it, where it just showed oh. you where everyone lies and how the division three people are on this team with these other, with, with the, uh, with the, with the rebels and like, uh, I loved it all. So wait, it was like tactical. Yeah. So it was so Wes Anderson, wasn't it? Well, that yeah, segment? yes, it was. Uh, Wes Anderson always has the, it's, the it's his uh, exposition the, yeah, scene. The explanations. Um, uh, cause division one is, is the, is global division two is the science and research yep. and division three is like on the, when, you know, we're on the streets on the ground, getting the job done. Field we're team. on the ground, getting yeah. the job done. Yeah. Um, and that, and division three is divided into, um, uh, tactical, which is like, you know, uh, on the ground kind of military operations. And that's led by Carrie Loudermilk, who is the girl, the warrior girl that lives inside, Carrie Laddermilk, yes. the scientist who heads the research division. Yes. And wait, which is the one, the guy whose face is burned? Which side, where is he again? Uh, he was always Division Three. 
Um, but which was he in the tactical? He's part? in investigations along with investigations. Patonomy. Yeah, so Patani. Right, right, and, right. Their investigations. Yeah. yeah. My favorite is the one that Sid and Gene Smart are strategy. In. Strategy, and you just see them like yelling. They're, <laughs> they're yeah, they're on the board. Arguing. They're essentially they're the board, and they convinced Division Three that mutants in general are not a threat, but the Shadow King is, and that their combined forces need to focus everything they have on tr- finding the Shadow King. And the Shadow King now is starting to release like a weird telepathic infection, which is the creepiest, the creepiest, thing. scariest thing ever, where he infects these people where then they can't move and they just chatter and grind their teeth. And it's so fucking creepy. The sound is the creepiest fucking thing. The like chattering. I can't believe a horror movie hasn't done anything with chattering. What a scary yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's what you do when you're terrified. Yeah. But there's also oh, so good. potential that leads like so they find out that anywhere this this chattering virus in, in, infection is happening, Oliver has been around that area and the Shadow King is inside Oliver. But there are also suggestions that maybe Legion has been around in those incidents as well. And they said he was at this club. And then Legion, they put him in this thing to reconnect to find the Shadow King and this weird, like, um, what are those 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 stupid sensory deprivation tanks yeah, is basically what chamber. it seemed like. Yeah. Um, and then he remembered the incident where he then was at the club and it was Aubrey Shadow King, uh, Oliver, and him have a basically... Um, it reminded me of um, Lose My, Beyonce, uh, Destiny Child's Lose My Breath, <laughs> where it was like a three, a three on like a three dance battle, yeah, <laughs> a dance battle triangle. <laughs> so, but it was a it was a psychic battle on the astral plane. This I think this club exists in the astral plane. Well, no, because they said he was at the club oh. where. The incident happened. Yeah. But my thing is, but I agree with you. I don't think he was at the club. Right. I think they were at the club and he went to the astral plane while they were at the club. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the whole time he was in that ball going around trying to connect with them and find them on the astral plane. That was just what I think yeah. is what was going on. I, I think that I, I didn't know if that when he was in the isolation chamber, if that was happening in real time, like if he... Was he remembering that time or did he find the Shadow King and that thing happened in real time? The only thing is they already said he because Ptolemy said I saw him at the club and that was where one of the incidences were. So yeah. unless they're going to multiple clubs, which is possible, you know, people like to go to clubs. Yeah, people but like to go to I clubs. don't know. So I don't I don't know. But yeah. that's what this thing doesn't let you know that. But, but um, what also is that John Hamm doing all yes, the monologues? Doing all the narration. That's All new. the narration is John Hamm. That's yeah. so weird. Yeah. I know. Why wouldn't you want to look at him? Yeah. He should just be like naked with a heart on doing yeah. the exact same monologue. He has got a huge piece. Oh, I know. I know. Huge. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, and then uh, can we go back? Rewind. Yes. When it was doing the Wes Anderson part. Yes. When it there, I think it was the investigations part. It put like the wanted posters. And I paused that shit. Did you look at that? No. What are you talking about? When they do the, they show the wanted poster of Oliver, the shadow as the shadow king. Oh, shit. And it had, it had three other wanted mutants. What? You didn't look at the. No, I thought you said you rewatched it. I did. I, I I didn't notice that. I'm not good at details. I would make a terrible detective. I don't never notice anything. And when is it? Um, uh, let me see. With episode one, let me just put a wanted posters. I want to see if someone has a like still of it. Um, just put episode two wanted posters. Oh no, it's not anywhere. Um, but one of them is this weird giant squid. And my first thought was like, is it mentical? But I know is it's, it it's mentical. Not, it's not There's mentical. There's no way it's mentical. But please. But, yeah. Like, but no, we you need to go back and look at that part. I think it is in the investigation ones. And look at the wanted posters and pause it and look at all of them. It's it's blurry enough that you can't read the names. 
but you see oh. outlines of the people, and so I'm just like, who are they? Oh, I, I have to go back and watch then. Um, yeah, so I'm very fat because they're clearly going to play a role. Yeah, they, they wouldn't just put a fucking squid as a wanted person for no reason. <laughs> um, so we mentioned them. I want to go back to them. The dude that runs Division Three and his uh, his helpers. Yeah, or as I like to call them, the Zorn, Stepford Mario's. <laughs> Zorn and the Stepford Mario's. <laughs> 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 what is happening first of all yeah, major Zorn vibes from that guy well he's an Asian guy with a basket on his head <laughs> yeah yeah. so that's cool and yeah. he's super silent he never speaks but he's in charge of division 3 but he's got these humanoid robot women with mustaches and 1970s bowl cuts in 70s yeah. attire and there's like a lot of them yeah and there was that scene where legion is talking to them and they're behind these giant magnifying glasses talking to him about what he must do and they send him to, to carry to get in that machine yeah but they have that monologue where they suddenly go into their origin story and it's the weirdest fucking thing i've ever heard and it may be my favorite scene in a television show ever. Yeah. I wrote it down what they said. They said. All right, Tom, let's do it. Try said, and do it in the voice. All right, I'll try. Okay. Ah! All right. Yeah, see if you can do something to my voice. <laughs> all right, I'll go in three, two, one. When we were a boy, we had the machine put into our head. For days we screamed. The pain was a volcano puncturing the molten core. The device, very deep in our cerebral cortex, like nails from a bomb in a public place. Hardware inside software. And now we are this, the machine that bleeds, the organizing principle. Right, it sounds like my first date. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a Tinder date I just had. I know. Uh, what? The, the ever-loving fucks. Please, a show so about like them. A, it's like weird cyborg things. Yeah. It, that was, I mean, this is this show, it's Lynch, and this is where we got Morrison. I mean, that was the most Grant Morrison Doom Patrol shit I have ever heard yeah. since I read Doom Patrol. Yeah. It is. It's Grant Morrison meets David Lynch. Why? This show is, ever, it's the best thing ever. It's, it's Grant Morrison <laughs> meets David Lynch. Come it's on. So good. With great actors. Oh, God. Yeah. How about the scene where you first see Sid and she's petting the fucking cat and she's body swapping with the cat? Yeah. She's licking, she's giving herself a cat bath and then they run in and are like, we found Legion. And the cat starts freaking out while she's just staring yeah. blankly at them. Oh, that is the rogue yeah. scene I never knew I needed. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Ah, oh, so good. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and then the end, the twist in the end. How about that? Is that the person who stole him. Sent to the orb. Is Sid from the future. Yeah. Or is it? <laughs> or is it? Um, I think it is because in the trailer for next week, you see Carrie Loudermilk, the scientist, inspecting the orb. And he says, this sounds weird, but I can't shake the feeling that I invented this. <laughs> yeah. Which means it was definitely the Summerdale team from the future. But here's the weird, but why couldn't she talk? Why couldn't she talk? Maybe that's a time travel thing. She said no sound. Yeah. Okay. Maybe she, you're just not able to hear her. But yeah. she had a crazy light pen and she pictionaried her way through the conversation. And she did a great job. They make a great pictionary team. Yeah. I couldn't believe he was guessing all the shit. I was like, I would never have gotten that. <laughs> from her clocks and her hourglasses and her arrows. But, um, so she says that he needs to save the Shadow King. Help the Shadow King on the Shadow Help King's Help the mission. Shadow King. Yeah. So the Shadow King is looking for his body uh, in order to be more powerful. Makes sense. I, now here, and now I'm already, <laughs> ha this is my one problem with the show though. Yeah, yeah. 
is you see the bot, you do see like a, a, a I don't know if it's a flashback or what, but you see the real body and he's not fat. And I, I don't know. like that. He's, he's, he's like pretty sexy. Yeah. It's the guy from Wonder Woman, right? No, he, he backed out. It's someone different. Right? Oh, he looks like him. Maybe it is. Yeah. I, but I feel he should be fat. Yeah. Yeah. Cause also then why is the other, why is the other vert? It's Aubrey Plaza and then the weird fat guy. And is the body alive? Like, so I guess, because like when typically where it's like, it needs to find its body, it's typically a corpse it needs to find. Yeah. But then why was he sitting? I didn't sitting get what that smoking. was about. He'll be dead soon, all that smoking. But was that like, but was that just from the past? I, yeah, I didn't get any of that. That's the thing about the show. It. What is future? What is past? Who, who knows? <laughs> now they're like, it used to be like, you don't know what is present, what is past. Now we're not going to know what is future and what is present and what is past. But in the very opening, Oliver and Aubrey are like in this weird pool place, which then pans out that they're in his eyeball. And then that the, pans the out. But but they say we're trapped. Yeah. And but you're like where? But then they're saying, oh no, they're out and about doing all these things. So it's like where are they trapped then? If they're actually are loose. And Jean Smart. She's a drug addict. Is a drug addict, but whoa, whoa, whoa. That one, it pans out with her doing the drugs and that weird anteater thing with the walker walks what? past. Yeah, what the fuck was that? What was that? I love this Oh, show. it's just anteater with the walker. Old man anteater with the walker. Why not? Let's just put it in there. I love this show. <laughs> the only way the show could be better is if Dale Cooper just like falls out of a window somewhere. No, know what it needs? Laura fucking Dern. Yes. <laughs> Just put Laura Dern in there somewhere It'll and I'll be sense. happy. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. Oh, it's so great to be back. It's so great to have it but, back. But can I ask this then? Yeah. This Legion is so good. Why are they letting the abortion of the Legion comic exist? Have you read it? I read the first issue and never wanted to know it again. I went, I forced myself to read the next two issues. It is the worst piece of shit I have ever <laughs> read. <laughs> Why? And I am so yeah. sorry to the creator of this. Yeah. Come on, though. The dialogue is painful Oof. like the the because it's all now he finds this psychiatrist and he sucks her into his mind to to deal with all of his alters and literally it's mostly her inner monologue and she keeps saying over and over i think i'm out of my depth here she says it like 20 times Jesus. and she keeps saying like I'm a famed celebrity psychiatrist. And I was like, no one says that in inner monologue because you know it. Famed. Because you are. Yeah. I've never called myself yeah. famed. And, and she kept, and there's, she literally kept saying she was out of her depth. And just the whole thing was just, it's awful. And then you're like, did you not, did you see the TV show? And so you thought this was going to cut the mustard? You thought this was comparable? You no. thought this was going to pick up fans? It's garbage. It's garbaggio. It's garbage, and they need to stop. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I didn't read that pile of crap, um, <laughs> but I did read a few other books. You want to talk about some books? Oh, uh, yeah, let's talk about some books. I feel like there was one thing that Legion did that I wanted to talk about, but no. Talk about books. Talk about books. Uh, New Mutant. Uh, I'm liking it. Total turnaround. I'm still liking it. I loved it. I'm I loved it, it so yeah. much. Uh, but then what was Richter doing with Shatterstar? I thought they broke up. I love that they're on again, off again. Who cares? I don't need to know. I just love that they're having brunch in Greenpoint, Brooklyn together. I love it. And then they're all like, well, Shatterstar doesn't eat. Why are we here? And he's like, Shatterstar's really picky. And he's like, I am. And I'm like, what is all of this about? Yeah. I was like, I want just more of, I want this whole episode issue to be this brunch. Just this, this, yes, just this brunch. Yeah, Shatterstar's, he's like, well, Shatterstar is, he's, he really um, can pick up on the vibe of a brunch spot. He's like, yeah, I do. I can. It, and they even say in this area. So like in, in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg in particular. <laughs> Uh, loved it so much. Loved, I loved the adventure was cool and made sense to me, which was not the case last issue. 
for me. Yeah. Uh, but them versus the Frost Giant was awesome. The crazy way Magic took the Frost Giant down was awesome. Yeah. And I love Boom Boom is like, um, you can't just like fucking zap me, teleport me into a body and make me blow stuff up. Like, <laughs> I'm a person. She is a drunk <laughs> bitch is what she is. And I'm 1,000% oh, here that's for the, it. That's the thing. Best is she was drinking mimosas and <laughs> then had to go on a battle. Yeah. She was wasted. I know how that gets, girl. I go crazy on those mimosas. And then uh, Richter is like totally like he's totally off the rails. Yeah. Like not following orders. Yeah, Richter's and, a rebel. He's angry. Yeah. Yeah. And then the end. Wait, what happened in the end again? The end, self-friend. Oh, right, right, right. It's uh, the creepy mutant killer is, is just Warlock. Is just Warlock. <laughs> Which then makes me, though, I'm like, well, then I want to find out where Cypher is. I love Cypher. Because because they were they had a huge fight before in Peter yeah. David's run before it was canceled. And I want yeah. to see what happened with that. Because Cypher was fucking uh uh danger. So great. Ugh. Anyway, New Mutants is good. New Mutants was I good. Like, uh what else was there? Uh Astonishing X-Men. Pretty great good i feel like it was like a filler almost yeah. of like we need to have this to get them from here to there for the real battle to start yeah so i just felt it was just okay yeah um what what happened what was the the end again where did it leave us it blew up the i whole... think it, it just led to because proteus just blew up the because he basically enclosed off that town and was like i'm unleashing my reality warping powers to everybody in the town and letting everybody reality warp and then in the end, he burst the walls of the town and is now it's just spreading everywhere. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Proteus. You weirdo. You be you. You, you be do you. Do you. <laughs> Once in a lifetime opportunity to be alive again. Get it. And then it. Uh, Avengers, awful. Yeah, um, it's still no surrender, right? That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. it's just stupid, you know. Yeah, it's basic. I'd call it yeah. basic. It, yeah, it's all just basic bitches. It's basic bitches running around being basic. Yeah. Basic plot. And uh, was it X-Men? Gold. Gold? Loved it. Uh, it was fine. It was about yeah. Bobby's team. Yeah. Um, they did something really cool at the end in that it seems like they're going to combine the two teams, though. Yeah. Kitty says, what do we do with 12 X-Men now? I'm, I'm all just, about this big team. And it's like, oh, maybe 11 because Ink shouldn't be an x-men let's kill ink or maybe just a bomb falls on rachel and ink that would be amazing uh great storm issue yeah great storm finally issue. she's like giving her fucking personality yeah and she's like okay fuck this lightning collar off walk into warden's thing we were cool we're not going to be prisoners anymore okay we're breaking out cool we yeah. could have done this the entire time, but we were. Yeah, she's like, but I, we, we gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go. And then she gets a Thor hammer. Yeah. And she's Asgardian Storm again. And I love it. Yeah. Fun. Fun. Let's do this fun. Fun, fun, and fun. And then I read, um, I wanna say I read Snagglepuss number four. Um, okay. Ew. And ew, I read a DC book, and it was Snagglepuss number four. And finally, this book is no longer about politics as much as it is it about people and well, animals, uh, but characters and relationships and emotion. And I like that so much better. All this like 1950s House on American Activity stuff. So boring to me. Um, the whole like problems with the show he's trying to put on. So boring. But really, his where this is where we find out he had a deep love affair and friendship with Huckleberry Hound and it ended badly yeah. years prior. Uh, right. I loved that. Was I, that before Huck was, was, wasn't Huckleberry Hound like married and then he like his wife found out and left him. Something like that. Yeah. But then did, was that affair before or after that? I think that was, I think it was before. And then after the marriage, okay. he like went into the arms of Snagglepuss. Oh yeah. But anyway, and Gross. now it's about like, Unre you know, unrequited love, forbidden love. And, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there, and it's okay. good. Um, oh, 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 oh. I jumped to DC. I shouldn't have. Um, Marvel 2-in-1. 
with the the Hulk and Thing and Human Torch. Yeah, and that's Hulk. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. So it's all about them, you know, eventually tracking down Reed and Sue because the Fantastic Four is coming back. Are coming back. And let me tell you, yes. this little break worked because I'm now all about the Fantastic Four. I miss them. I like. I used to not yeah. care about them. Now I'm like, oh, I love them. So, good job, Marvel. Until they make another shitty remake movie. Yeah. This vicious cycle we're locked in. Um, but this story is interesting. They're on, it's Human Torch and Thing, uh, and this scientist, new character, um, are traveling the multiverse trying to look for Reed and Sue. So they're going to all these different dimensions, and they go to a dimension where Reed could not beat Galactus. So Doom did by taking over Galactus's mind, and now Doom is the new Galactus. And Doom, as Galactus, promised to never eat the Earth and disappeared. In that battle, uh, Johnny was killed, and Reed blames himself. I think Ben and Johnny were killed, and Reed blames oh. himself. Uh, so our Ben and Johnny meet this kind of like broken Reed, uh, who who is already giving up. Uh, Doom as Galactus has eaten the rest of the universe, so he's coming for Earth, even after promising not to eat it. And Reed has already given up. So our Ben smacks around this Reed. Um, you know, my Reed would never give up and blah, blah, blah. Um, in walks Sue, who is divorced from Reed, but she's the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. Anyway, the four of them, like a estranged Reed and Sue from this world and our... Ben and Johnny, whose powers are not working because they're been away from Reed and Sue for so long, they um, their powers need to be they need, they to, be need together. to be together. They just found out. Yeah, how cool is that? Oh, that's weird. I know. What a development. Um, what a revolting <laughs> development. <laughs> but if his powers don't work, then does he turn back to human? Uh, I don't know because right now it's only Johnny who's been suffering from it the most. Like right. his his powers fade out while he's mid flight, and like Reed turns into a parachute parachute and saves him. Um, but in order to fight Doom Galactus, okay, you've got a version of the Fantastic Four back on this world. Um, Reed's like, we're not done. We need one more member. Girl, you're going to love this. Ooh. So they go to a farm. Okay. And there's a farmer who's like farming. And they go... That's what they do. They go, <laughs> Norin. And... Norin. Norin Rad, Silver Surfer, in his oh. human form, turns around and is what? like has tears in his eyes. Like he the it's clear that like this this is a man who gave up. Um he doesn't want to be the silver surfer anymore. He just wants to live this humble life. All of a sudden, a shotgun, a shotgun blast hits thing in the head. You hear somebody go. What are you doing here? Get away from him. Leave him alone. Like she's and it's they cut to a woman who looks like the Silver Surfer with blonde hair, jeans, and a flannel. And they say, Norin goes, Emma, put the gun down. What? On this world, Emma Frost and the Silver Surfer are married. What? Emma is protective of him ever becoming Silver Surfer again to the point where she shoots Thing in the head with a shotgun. But he's like the thing, so it just like, yeah, it just bounces, bounces off. off of him. Okay. Uh, so Norin, uh, you know, he's like, calm down, put the gun down to Emma Frost, who's in diamond form, and Johnny is like, look, we heard you don't do this anymore, but read our minds. We're telling the truth. We need the Silver Surfer. So she reads right. their minds and looks at Silver. She goes, he goes flesh, reads their minds, goes to Silver Surfer. Oh my God! Like they're telling the truth. Like. It looks like this world does need the Silver Surfer one last time. And Thing goes, actually, we need the both of you. End of issue. <laughs> what just happened? What just happened? She's wearing a flannel. Flannel? I'm, I'm going to have to read that shit. She Fuck. is on a farm with a shotgun wearing a flannel. In diamond form. In diamond form. Let's do this. She's now part of the That's Fantastic crazy. Six. That's crazy. Oh my god, what a surprise. What a delightful surprise. So weird. Yeah. That's so weird. That's so weird. Uh Love it. Love it. An another strong week for Marvel. 
Yes. A, a strong Also, there presence. was another issue of Saga came out, which is also amazing. Oh, fantastic. Just just a, an ongoing joy to read. Um, I'm almost caught up with Paper Girls, too. We're going to be talking <gasps> about that soon. Okay, great. I bought volumes I two and three and two E2. Right? It's like, it, it sucks you in eventually, yeah, right? You're um, just I'm like, all, all about yep. it. All about it. Which part are you up to now? Like, where are they? They just at? like tra- like blinked into some new reality, and like a car almost hit them, and she was like, "Stop! My name is Erin Tran. Can you help yeah. us?" And then the girl gets out of the car. Wait, I'm Erin Tran, and it's her as yep. an adult. Yeah, yeah, pretty amazing. It's awesome. It's especially for me. Everyone's there the ages I am. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so it's very strange to me because it's like they're the ages I were at that time in the past, and then there she is. So it's very, very cool. Uh, I, yes, yeah. and my real name is Aaron Tran. So, oh, I thought so. <laughs> I thought so. You sounded like an Aaron. Um, I always felt it would be funny if there was a character that was a Vietnamese fashion reporter called On Tran. <laughs> Like, that's very on-trend. This is on-trend, talking about what's on-trend. Welcome to on-trend with on-trend. Talking about the things that are on-trend. Yeah, that's pretty great. That's pretty uh, great. Oh, God, what a heavy, heavy comics week I've had. It's crazy. And you had well, a birthday. You know, yeah. So my my life is ending. <laughs> um, well, I've got one more piece of news. Okay. I'm saving this one for last. I didn't... Um, I didn't talk about it yet, and I'm going to now. Let's okay. cut back to my conversation with Chris Claremont. Oh, God. Where he's talking to the two people in front of me. And said, yeah. and said, he was ranting about Phoenix. And said, you know, they're not even going to get that right. He's like, you know, thank God they pushed it back to Valentine's Day. Like they were supposed to, like it was supposed to be. Uh and someone was like, what? Val- why, why Valentine's Day? He's like, because it's a love story. He's like, but they'll get that wrong. And I'm like, oh, is that why they pushed it back? Um, because they want to kind of reframe it as a love story? He goes, no, they pushed it back because they're going to tie it into the MCU to, through Phoenix. Wait, to, oh, for the, for the movie? Yeah. Wait, what? Chris Claremont just told me that they're going to tie it to the MCU in Dark Phoenix. They're going to tie what? They're going to bring the X-Men characters into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, okay. All right. So, Okay, sorry. I thought you were talking about they're bringing... I thought you were talking about the Phoenix in the comics no. were going to be tied. Okay, I got confused. So they are officially doing it. I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. And I think they are going to do my idea where reality warps. And when they come back, there's mutants. Yeah. They're going to. Yeah. Yeah. He said, Adam, just like it was nothing. No, they push it back. Yeah. Cause they're going to tie he it into the MCU. Fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't fuck. give a fuck. He fucking oh, I said love it. it. He fucking said it. I think they should just, they, we need to have, um, there needs to be a zero fucks with Chris Claremont. Oh my God. He's like, like Quincy podcast. Jones. We need a show yeah. with Quincy Jones uh, and Chris Claremont. He had to give like an apology. Did you hear he yeah, gave he like a retract. half-ass apology? He had to retract But everything. that shit was awesome. Beatles, they fucking suck. Oh, I love that Oh my oh, God. I love that Kennedy shit. Kennedy killed by the Chicago mafia. He had to retract yeah. all that shit. Oh my God. He just went off. And you know he's right. Yeah. So oh, yeah. this all my was music the same today thing. garbage. Oh, this was the same thing with Claremont. He just threw the tea in my face. I couldn't believe it. Like, I looked at Steve. I was like, did that just fucking happen? Did that just Uh, happen? Watch him be wrong. Oh, my God. Well, maybe he is. He said it to me like I was an idiot for not knowing. Yeah. I was like, oh, is that why? Because they're Or then he left he's like, ha, I just told another fan that they're bringing the X-Men of the Marvel Universe. Probably. He's going to say it in his little faggot podcast. (laughs) 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 He's like listening to this right now going, ha ha. You faggot with your podcast here. (laughs) Tell him this. Tell him Chris sent you. Lord. Lord, but yeah. So That needs to be the name of the episode. Tell him Chris sent you. (laughs) He said, no. What? what? No. They're tying it to the MCU. Uh, They're going to use Phoenix. Oh, God help me. 
But is that? But are they now saying that that the end of Phoenix is going to be the tie-in? I think so. Or is it going to be the Avengers? Wait, when does Phoenix come out? Now it comes out February 2019. Yeah. Okay. So, and then when does Avengers 4 come out? May of 2019, I want to say. Oh, yeah. That's or, what or, it's going to be. Yeah, or like Captain Marvel comes out May, and then and then um, the next month is Avengers 4 or something like that. This is what's going to happen because it's in the 90s and Captain Marvel is next, which is in the 90s. So in the tail end after the credits of the Phoenix thing, you're going to fucking see Captain Marvel and like and some other Marvel thing connecting it. And then in the end of Ms. Marvel, you're going to see the new modern X-Men, a, a preview of the new new modern X-Men. Because that is the brilliance of it. Because, it, But the new, mo- I wonder if there'll be the Deadpool people. I don't know. Ah! Right? Like, I, we just stood there, like, looking at each other. Like, did that just happen? So, I mean, you heard it here first. Literally. Yes. And I'm also excited, uh, just real quick, Gail Simone is writing the new Domino comic. Yeah, that's going to be great. That's going to be awesome. The only thing I don't like about Gail Simone is how much she hates Cyclops. <laughs> well, Cyclops is dead, so... <gasps> So we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, they're going to be sent <laughs> away soon. Extermination. Oh, and that's right. All of the time-to-placed X-Men are going away. Yep. Bye. Don't let the portal hit you on the way out. Or let it hit you. Let it shrink and cut your dick off. Fuck. That was that was harsh. That was really harsh. Sorry. Phoenix is going <laughs> to Phoenix is going to bring the X-Men into the MCU. I can't. I can't. I can't with this. Oh my god. Oh my God! Chris Claremont Let's is the one who it. told us. We're ready. We're ready, and we brought it to you here first. That's fucking right. You, we brought yeah. you Zeitgeist first, probably not really. Yeah, <laughs> that better be true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and but, and yeah. Secret Invasion. We told you that's coming, but now I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I think we should end it there yeah. on top. Hell yeah! Yeah, let's like drop the mic. Drop. <laughs> The mic. Thank you so much for listening to episode 30 of Comic Book Queers. We have the scoops, peoples. That's right. We got the scoops. Our dirty little gay asses can crawl into any corner where all the whispers happen and come out looking fabulous and delivering you your comic book news. Yes, it's true. We've got a nose for the comic book news and the heels to go grab it. All right, fine. I'm going to grab my clutch, turn on my heels, and walk <laughs> on out of here. I'm going to go turn into diamond form and, and put on a flannel. Bask and, and put on a flannel. Sit in a rocking chair on my front porch. And then shoot at Rockman. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this special C2E2 episode of Comic Book Queer's Legacy, episode 30. Listen, if you go to C2E2 or if you read comics, well, then that makes you... Makes you... Queer. queer. But that's okay. Unless you're Chris Claremont. Bye. <laughs> Bye.